This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a little bit after the top of the hour, two hours of uh, racing talk. We're also going to talk motorcycle safety in studio, Tony Wink, Scott Casper with you, PJ Duran with the weekend off. This program brought to you in part by our good friends at Hicklin Power Sports out there in Grimes, Iowa. Look for them online at hicklinpowersports.com. Pit Pass is part of the Evergreen Podcast system. It's easy enough to get there. Go to evergreenpodcast.com and check out all the lively lifestyle programming. We're proud to say we are the number one product they offer and we intend to stay that way. We appreciate you listening to us no matter how you hear us, either on air uh in the radio format or in a podcast form uh you can also hear us on our app and all that tony how do you get the app if uh let's say you're you got a cell phone oh man i don't have one but if you did you could go to a (laughs) google play store or um apple itunes or there's all kinds of there's an app I don't know. You got an app phone. You got an iPhone. I do. Don't you? I do. You're an iPhone guy. Yeah. You're, you're a. I have to go to the Apple store and get okay. my stuff fixed constantly, guy. Right? Oh yeah. yeah no, actually, I haven't been there for a while. Uh huh. <laughs> I, I have an iPhone 10. It's not even out of the box. And tomorrow, I make my second of the last payment on it. <laughs> I owe 250 left. That's it. Yeah, that stinks too because the phones are so expensive, and just about the time, and they and it's the same price whether you 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 pay up front or you. You uh, put it on a payment plan, but they just got a knack for making them not work once they're paid off. Oh, buddy. And the batteries die quickly. And Anyway, so much for AT&T and CNN. Um, want to thank Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson, our buddy Eddie Kulenkamp in our studios in Advanced North Carolina, Jack and Leanne DeLeon producing this very program both on air and online. We appreciate them. Last week uh, we had some tough weather, and uh, they stepped up and uh, aired a best of. And it sounded pretty darn good, guys. I sure appreciate that. On the program, Ryan Sipes, Danny Eslick, John Ewart, and that's our number two. Our number one is uh, kind of interesting. Uh, Cole Seeley and, of course, Henry Wiles. It's always fascinating to talk to Henry. But um, in in the studio, before I get to the results of, uh, of Thunder Valley, in the studio is a guy that we just determined we've known each other and been friends for 53 years. And I talk about motorcycle safety a lot to you folks, and I hope you're listening. Uh, it's always very and, – and, and even if, if you're not an active rider, understand that there are things you can do to, to uh, make sure that riders that are coming down your street are safe. And the uh, sheriff of Polk County right here in Des Moines, Iowa, is um, and, and more than just Des Moines, but Polk County, it's a broader picture, but it's uh, my buddy Kevin Schneider. Sheriff, how are you? Great, Scott. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, I I was so tickled pink when I found out that uh, uh, the re- uh, sheriff retired and they appointed you the sheriff, and now it's time to actually run for the position of being sheriff. 
That is correct. So something very new to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of humbling, isn't it? That it is. Yeah, you got your hand out. Please help me. I want to hit some goals here. And uh, Kevin's going to be with us throughout the program. And uh, we want you to check out his website. Uh, also on Facebook, by the way, if you'd like to get involved with uh, what Kevin's doing and how he can make Polk County a better place to live, safer, and uh, you know, offering up the services uh, of some really great um, deputies, by the way. I, I think you have a tremendous staff. And uh, I don't know how many officers are actually – on, on staff for you? We have about 175 uh, officers full-time. We have 570 employees, and uh, wow. today we just were able to uh, work uh, with the Board of Supervisors and uh, got approval to hire 15 more detention officers for our 1,100-bed facility. And they're looking to add more beds to the facility. We'll talk a little bit about that, I, but I believe it's 54 beds. Is that right? We got uh, 34, and uh, we 34. have them already. We just needed folks to staff them and open it up. So wow. Is the food good there? Food is excellent. Really? I've been looking for a career change. I might go into a little bit of crime or something and see if I can't swing on in and get a little, uh, you know. Mac and cheese is outstanding, I understand. So. <laughs> you know, we uh, we do have an opening for a cook, and uh, I'm sure Ken would take you under his wing out there. Ken graduated uh, culinary arts, and he's quite a chef. Could and, you uh, legalize we wheelies? In What's that? Could you legalize wheelies in Polk County? Because I can wheelie like nobody's business. Is it against the law? Is, is it, it against the law? Yeah. That it is. Oh, I, really? I thought the sheriff asked it at first. I'm like, uh, maybe it isn't. I, I would never know. have thought to even ask that question. But wheelies are uh, illegal. Jack, make a note of that. Mark the tape. Um, wheelies are illegal on the street anyway. Yeah, you're okay if you're riding a unicycle. You'll be all right. Yeah. Now, Kim Reynolds, Governor Reynolds, could probably do it and get away with it. <laughs> yeah. Put me in a tough spot there, Scott. <laughs> She's a good boss. She's a good boss. Polk County is a much safer place for Kevin being here. And uh, hopefully by the end of this program, we'll be talking to you, our listeners, as to how you can be a safer rider and a safer uh, uh, and enjoy a safe experience riding your motorcycle, whether you're on a track of any kind or on the street. So welcome to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Been doing it for a little over 16 years now. We're happy to bring it to you each and every week of the year. Let's go to some of the news. Tony, uh, it was a big weekend at Thunder Valley, Thunder Valley Motocross Track. Let's go to the 450 results. Zach Osborne finished in third, Eli Tomac in second. Kenny Roxon, as predicted, has made a stunning comeback from what most would, for for most average riders, would have been a career-ending injury, but he came back little yeah. by little by little. I think even for an average pro, I mean, it, it's a you know we've beat this drum a ton, but yeah, Ken Roxon, he's got to be stoked. He got the overall with a one-two, and he beat uh, Tomac. Tomac continues to be right inconsistent, there. though, man. I mean, something's I don't know what I, Tomac should be the champion. He should have been. Well, he is the champion. I mean, he's the reigning champ, but he should be. Um, he's just on another level when he's yeah, on yeah. and then there's there's always him off weekends whatever but i'm really stoked for zach osborne with a 2-4 for the third overall pretty good to see zach's coming back from injury too and yep and um n not n nearly as severe as ken obviously but um yeah so that there's that was that was pretty good there was a little bit of controversy in the 250 class yeah. and, and i don't know if if so adam cincerillo got a 2-1 he went off the track at one particular place, so and, and it was a good thing that there wasn't a you know like a four wheeler or anything, any kind of vehicles or anything parked in that because he was he was clearly out of control. 
but the way they run the the re, it's called repeater banner. It's it's it basically lines the track and it's for television and, and for viewing. And it says, you know, sponsor whatever around the corner. There was really no place for him to get back on unless he turned around at the face of the jump, which I think would be even more dangerous and not necessary. He went down. He hooked a right, basically cut the track. Justin Cooper came around. But you could see Adam slowed way up. I mean, he he absolutely did not gain any ground by doing it. He he did a good job, I think. And uh, um, but the controversy is well, still Cooper squirrely. Cooper and team uh, cried foul, and Justin Cooper in an interview. I don't think he made it. It wasn't very popular that the, the <laughs> interview. He said, "If that's how they're if they're going to let that roll, then I guess anything goes." And wow. and, and I just. That's finable. You know, and, and Adam was a class act through the whole deal. I mean, he even said, man, I was a bummer how I went off the track, but I, you know, I think I did it right. And and then, uh, you know, apparently he had, we weren't there. So, you know, maybe before they went on television, you know, for the interviews that maybe Justin had expressed his discontent with that, either with the, uh, uh, the results. And Justin even said, I think I got the overall, even though he didn't. So. Yeah, and I know we got a guest, Jack. Well, let's do we got, it. We got Henry on the phone. Let's, let's get him. Let's do it. Racing for Bandit Industries, DPC Racing, Wilco Racing as well. Henry Wiles joins the program. Henry, how have you been? I've been doing well. How have you? Well, it, it seems like we've been talking for a half hour already. Yeah. I apologize. Sometimes you we... guys are good at it. I mean, do what you do. <laughs> what are you in, like a soup can phone or what? It sounds, it sounds like, like you're in a. It? inside the microwave or what you're uh oh man is it is it bad what are you on you're on your you're on your car phone ain't you speaker you got one of them fancy phones that you talk through the mirror and it somehow comes out (laughs) i know what you're doing (laughs) sounds really good yeah henry let's talk a little bit about what you've been up to man you rounded out the uh, top five at indian motorcycle lexington red mile in lexington kentucky we've been debating about this in studio how did that track get its name do you know I'm I'm just gonna guess the uh, the red dirt. Yeah, that's what I thought. There's probably plenty of clay in that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they actually resurfaced it this year, and I think they put some more clay down. Um, it was a beautiful day there on Saturday, but it rained a lot, so um, they made the call, and I think it was probably a good call to um, push it back a day. So we raced on Sunday, and the track was as good as it's been in you know the last three seasons that we've been there it was it was the best this year and um i think had we had it at night the track would have been even better and um i think uh that that's going to be uh a track that we go to every year now you know i mean it's the the tracks turning out really nice the stands are packed i'm I'm pretty sure they sold out that's awesome so yeah henry things are it was a it was a it was a great great event. You think sometimes with the dirt, when you get when the 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 guys that are putting it together get in that situation where it's it's too wet and they can't do anything about it, so they're bringing it around, and it's at that point when they they finally get it to a turning point where they can start wheeling it in and that sort of thing. That's when it's really. It seems like that's when the dirt's the best, and it's like you almost have to overwater in a lot of situations. And I'm sure they know what they're doing, but. It just seemed just so many times we talk about how man the, we didn't know how it was going to come together and then it ended up being the fastest best track we've ever had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mother Nature has always given us the best tracks. It seems, but um, you know, that's 
it, it's hard, especially on a mile track, to get the whole thing and, and get enough on it, but yet get it done in a timely manner. You know, we're we're trying to really keep our, our shows um, concise and on point and to, to the time, but, um, you know, also with rider safety in mind. So uh, that's a real tough thing to do. Well, two event postponements sure. and a, an additional day's delay uh, doesn't necessarily work well for the pits, nor does it work well with fans. What was the overall uh, consensus when it was all said and done? I think it was really good. Um, I actually uh, was speaking with a couple people that were able to make it because of it being postponed. So oh. that was that was cool. The crowd was still, uh, you know, full. So, and I spoke to. Man, I want to say probably about eight people that I spoke to that just were kind of running through the pit area um, before or after the race that said, you know, um, wow, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I've never been to a dirt track race. I'm for sure a fan now. And I spoke to one guy, and he's already he's on his way to Lima and Springfield Mile. And, yeah, so it's cool. You know, it's just being able to tap into some of those people that might be motorcycle fans or or just, you know, don't don't really have a lot to do and they, they get out to a dirt track race and they see what it's all about and the racing that goes on at the speeds that we're going and it's exciting stuff. What are the what are the races, Tony, that I see periodically on television, normally from Britain and and uh, European and they've got a little uh, a splatter shield sticking out of the back and very thin tires. Mm-hmm. What what is it? Speedway racing. Speedway racing. That's in California. It's, is it really? I think yeah. I just I, I can't. I've get never into been. It. I've seen it actually in um, in Ohio at the uh, um, what is that race, Henry? The 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 vintage race in Ohio. Oh yeah, I think they have a the one a that George Rotor bought it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about there. Uh, My word, I've been to it <laughs> how many times? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, well, so that's that's uh, what they make the uh, Google machine for. So go ahead and plug that in your Google machine, and maybe we'll we'll answer that as a uh, trivia question. Henry Wiles, our guest, he's a legend. Of course, uh, there was a time when uh, Chris Carr was in that lofty position, but uh, you beat him, dude. You are that TT all-time wins guy, and uh, that is obviously pretty great for us. I looked at your. You know how you started the season at Daytona, finishing second, and uh, and quite frankly, I thought this was that season. Right now, you're in what fifth place? Yeah, yeah, we had a couple races that didn't go so well. <laughs> we actually had a TT race and um, one that we thought we'd do pretty good at, and um, you know we weren't really killing it all through the day. And then for the main event, I think we made some good changes. I could really tell the bike. Um, when I went out for my warm-up lap, felt a whole lot better. So I was pretty happy with that. But then uh, we we took off uh, for the main event. I was right in third, right where I needed to be. And um, uh, red flag, restart. I went out for the restart, and I could feel my tire going low. I made it about a half a lap around the track, and that thing was on the rim. So... It's a little bit of a heartbreaker, but you know you're going to have that. Sure. And uh, you know we've had we've just struggled a little bit at some of the other tracks. Thought we would maybe do a little better <clears throat> than what we did, and 
showed up with uh, a setup that we thought was going to work, and then it's like, oh, well, this isn't working, and here's the times <laughs> to show it's not. <laughs> so, you know, then it's like full-on hustle work mode, and, you know, we kind of turn it around a little bit, but, um, yeah, so it's uh, it's never easy, and, um, you know, and we've seen, you know, Jared in the past where he seems to be He's been pretty unbeatable the last couple of years, and even himself is kind of like, oh, wow, Jared's, Jared's <laughs> sucking today. So that's like, you know, it happens. It happens to the best guys out there. And sure. if there's anybody to that is prepared to work themselves out of a situation, I'd say it's those guys. And, uh, you know, so it's dirt track racing, and sometimes you can struggle, and that's just how it goes. Uh, Sheriff Kevin Schneider is in the studio. A little later, we're going to use his sidearm uh, and just pop off a few rounds in the parking lot. Probably not, but <laughs> let's go back to Tony. Is it legal if you're sheriff? Probably not. Is it legal? Well, I think that goes right in with, with the wheelies, maybe a little bit more so, But severe. if you combine wheelies and popping off a few rounds, there's one negative... What do you think, Henry? We think wheelies should be legal? That was actually... I really wanted a clarification on that, so... Wheelies is probably considered reckless driving right. or careless driving, but oh, but is I take it? a lot of care when I'm wheeling down the road, possibly without a helmet, possibly without a shirt on. I There's a lot of care <laughs> that goes into my wheelie that there is no way it's careless. You know, I, I had an attorney. What's your attorney buddy's name, Scott? Um uh, Tommy uh, Berg? Berg, yeah. yeah. He's represented you a couple so I, times. Yeah, huh? So I had some sort of a ticket, and he's like... No, you didn't. You had two tickets, okay. Tommy. But back he was, to back. Yeah, he, yeah. But it was like, hey, man. And he was like... He was he was bummed because he was hoping it was like a wheelie. Because he was going to bring in like... Tony's an expert at riding motorcycles, so he it's not uncontrolled. It's not reckless because he can do it at will. And we'd have videos to show. He goes, it'd be a lot of fun to represent in court. Demonstration outside. The jury would go outside and you could wheelie around the courthouse. It ended up being like riding on the sidewalk. I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't anything fun that he could, he could uh, get me out of, but um, he did a good job. I agree, Henry. I think that a man that could uh, do what you do on a motorcycle. I think if I was an attorney, I think I would enjoy fighting, that ticket in <laughs> in court just so that just to prove that it's not reckless it's not careless it's it's controlled and then if that's the case if it's controlled how do you argue that you're not an attorney but you're you're a sheriff <laughs> well that's why we recommend helmets as you can see folks this is what happens to you <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I wore wow. i wore oh. bell helmets in the 90s so i have oh all gosh. kinds of reasons why that was just I don't. a plastic <laughs> shell with some liner it was pretty much they're good now i actually wear a bell helmet now do you it's, yeah and they are a lot better than they were in the 90s what I'll tell makes you that. a difference if you get them for free right i buy my helmets henry, henry wiles doesn't though. Henry, what do you do wear you, do you buy your helmets or are those uh from your helmet supplier I I am a, a marketing partner with Bell Helmets. Yes, they are <laughs> phenomenal helmets. They are. You can buy them in carbon fiber. They they actually you know they spend a lot of money in in research. I've been to their facility before, and the amount of testing they do with impact testing, and you know, and, and even getting the helmet off you safely. Yeah. Um, the way they can pull out the cheek pads and and everything. It's they it's. Like you say, it's remarkable the, the technology they put into that. 
since the 90s. We did a whole special, a two-hour special, along with our good friends at KCCI-TV8, about uh, head injuries and helmet manufacturers, along with those that manufacture helmets for football and uh, other sports, are banding together to try to improve helmet technology in such a way uh, that the helmet doesn't become part of the problem, but it's part of the answer. It, does, it ha- They have come around a ton in the last, I would say, 10 years um, or less yep. that uh, the helmets are – you know, the Bell helmet I absolutely is my favorite motocross helmet, the Flex 9 that I wear. And um, I can get free helmets from just a, from a lot of places. Oh, I've got four or five of them. I, I, I know you do. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I can, then he doesn't wear any of them. But, I wore one yesterday. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked on the, on the Bell. Um, I, know, I know Fly has a new helmet out that I haven't tried yet that I'm, I'm pretty interested in. Have you in. seen the helmet with Bluetooth in it, Tony? Henry, you sent... No, yeah, I got that. Oh. Henry, you sent me a... I was kind of shocked yesterday, or maybe it was today. You sent me a message on Instagram. I was kind of flattered. You said, uh, nice job or something, because I, I posted a thing about... Um, you know, I own a motocross track here in Iowa, and we had a race Sunday, and I raced five classes, 58 laps... I was smoked at the end of the day, but it was it was so fun. I mean, you all I did was for that? I went. Do you have, to, do you have no. to pay for every class? No, but every class that I won saved me money because I won. I took the winnings. Um, it's you like getting to keep your own trophy. Do you run your own um, your own Instagram and Facebook and all that, or is that somebody doing it for you? Yeah, no that that was me. That was me. Uh-huh. I saw you, and I was I was I was pr- I was proud of you. A lot less fat than I, I used to be, so I'm pretty stoked on yeah. myself. Yeah, he's he's yeah. lost a jar uh, of uh, pickled like sausages. The whole jar. I like the process on winning too, you know. So you got to pay out less money, <laughs> right? Henry, we are uh, quickly running up against the clock. Actually, way past. But uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, give you a chance to do the uh, sponsor role if you would would, and don't mention Bell Helmets again, okay? Okay. Yeah. I- you know, I, I didn't really have this all planned out, but, you know, uh, Banded Industries, Lakeside Motorsports, Brian Bigelow, he's been uh, helping me out a ton again this year, getting the bikes, you know, prepped and fast and staying together. And um, uh, we've, we've got the Wilco Racing, DPC Racing, and Fergan uh, Leathers. They're keeping me looking real sharp this year. They've got the... Another another thing for you guys to start looking into is the airbag suits, um, you know, with the leathers. So that's another, uh, that's what's coming up next to keep us all uh, safe when we're out on I the I look track. fat enough as it is. I don't need an airbag on top of it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, it's going to, you know, I think it's the next advancement in, in rider safety. Yep. I think pretty soon you'll see all the leather manufacturers um, doing that, but Fergan Leathers is, you know, on the forefront and in, in uh, collecting data and in, in working on all that. So I'm pretty stoked. Thanks to all my sponsors. And uh, we got, you know, over a half a year left with some of the rain outs. So I'm looking at uh, uh, quite a few chances to get, get things uh, turned around. Get it done, man. Henry Wiles proof positive that uh, it does take a village <laughs> to raise a racer. Henry out of uh, Michigan. Standing 5'11", 165 pounds. The dude is a uh, solid athlete and uh, a, 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 an exceedingly competitive racer. And you can look for him online, AmericanFlatTrack.com, 
We always appreciate the time he affords us each and every time we call. He says when, and we tell him, and then he shows up. So it's always good. Anyway, thanks, Henry. Uh, Kevin Schneider in the studio. We call him uh, Sheriff because that's his title, and uh, he'd like to repeat that. We'll tell you more when we come back. Stay tuned. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. This is Jeff Gibson. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey, everybody. It's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hickam Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hey, this is Jake Holden. Watch out for the Jakeosaurus, number 59. Welcome back to the show. We had a nice conversation with Henry Wiles. I'll say. And uh, I do want to, uh, I guess we got an open segment. Let's save it because we got Cole Seeley on the phone. But I wanted to talk about the mudder at the Tomahawk at the GNCC. We, we covered the Colorado around a little bit, but I do want to talk off-road. But let's get to our guest and you and you said it's Cole. Is he actually on the phone? The one and only. He began his uh, 450 rookie season in 20 and 15, riding for uh, Factory Honda, and uh, he joins us now. Cole Seeley, how are you, bud? Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the show, man. It's been a little while. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me back on. You're uh, 
so my my a buddy of mine, Cole, who's from he's an Iowa guy. He grew up racing at my racetrack, and uh, he did a video recently with uh, Justin Brayton and me and a, and a bunch of local guys at our track. And um, he texted me and said, "Hey, I'm I'm doing this uh, I'm doing this video with Cole with uh, Seely." And I'm like, "Oh, that's really neat." So. We have a mutual. I don't know if he's your friend now, but uh, Cole Needham is <laughs> is a Iowa kid that's in Hollywood now, and and you were the star of the video. It's pretty cool. How was that? What was that like? Yeah, it was cool. I I didn't really expect um, to be like in it as much as as I was. Um, my girlfriend and I went down and and shot, you know, a, a bunch with the guys in the band, and it was fun. But yeah, I didn't I didn't think it was going to be like kind of revolved around us i guess but uh, yeah it turned out really cool so were you a fan or, or familiar with sublime with rome before i mean obviously everybody knows sublime but have you have you yeah, yeah. have you followed their music recently or it's it's pretty good yeah no they're really good um yeah i mean being from southern california sublime and sublime with rome but yeah it's uh definitely you know i feel like everybody in, in southern, especially southern california knows it's definitely a Southern California band. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What? No way. What, what do you mean by that? What? What makes them a Southern California band? I understand, like the Beach Boys, right? <laughs> Southern California. Jeez, oh, yeah. you're so old. They're still <laughs> touring, dude, and making millions at casinos. Maybe <laughs> county fairs. What? <laughs> and, and Schneider over here laughing. Come on, he's the same age I am. It's they just got a Southern California SoCal vibe. What? I don't know. You're a SoCal guy, through and through. Yeah so yeah no <laughs> yeah it's, i don't know it's just that i don't know it's just like one of the i don't know essentials i guess of being a southern california guy i guess you just gotta play <laughs> guitar like skateboard that, you know? drift hang out with your friends yeah, exactly is that your favorite song now from from uh sublime with rome <laughs> now that you're the star you and your sweetheart are are the star and the yeah, no, it's cool. it's a good song. I really like it. So. Say say what the, the the title is again. The band is Sublime. Sublime is Rome. Sublime, Sublime Rome. is Rome or was Rome? You're saying it too fast. With, With Rome. Yeah, hmm. that's the singer. Well, who the hell is Sublime then? Well, if you Sublime was the uh, <laughs> obviously I'm out of the loop. Bradley Knoll had a little over yeah. OD and on heroin. Yeah. If uh, you, you're not, okay. So I was really into sublime when they were, when they, you know, went back in the day. I'm pretty old though. You're, they were, you were really young. Weren't you Cole when all that happened? Yeah. It was what, like 94 or something like that. Yeah. I was like in senior in uh, high school. So uh, yeah, I was, junior. I was born in 90. So exactly. Uh, yeah. So then, and then uh, did they, have they been with? I don't know if they know this. Sublime with Roma, has it? Have they had other singers before him? No, they they reformed. I think it was like ten years ago they reformed with mm-hmm. um, uh, all the you know uh, Eric Wilson is the, the bass player, and then I forget the name of the drummer. But they they reformed with with those two and and Rome, and then um, I don't know what happened to the original drummer if it was. I don't know that he he they split ways and then now they're on to a, a different drummer. But yeah, Eric Wilson's still there. He's he's like the OG bass player for the band. And then uh, yeah, now Rome's the singer and and, uh, and I don't know how long the, the new drummer's been there, but he's he's a super cool dude and 
really talented. I hear that Eric Wilson's a, a bit of a character to be around. Is he? Is uh, yeah, what's... It, it, he's um, he's like super quiet, like really, really humble guy, uh, but just like dresses super wild and like just has a ton of toys and stuff. He's a super nice guy though. It was really cool hanging out. We actually shot it at at his house. Oh wow! Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. See how the other half lives. And by the way, if you told me it was Rome Ramirez, I would have known that. Okay, so thanks for helping the old dude out. <laughs> anyway, our guest, uh, Cole Seeley, I know you've got motorcycling questions. Tony, we'd like to uh, get into it with Cole Seeley, so let's uh, let's turn the page. Okay. Um, let's talk about the season, Cole. Hmm. Okay. How's it going? <laughs> um, it's been okay. Um, it's been, it's been uh, different for me, like nope. just uh, coming back from last year. You know, being off the off the bike for so long and losing a ton of speed and uh, fitness and all that stuff, uh, just not being able to ride it, it really affected me more than more than I had thought it was going to. So, just like slowly trying to get back into the you know the groove of things and work on uh, every aspect really, like getting comfortable with going that fast again, and then uh, just trying to race my way back into shape, pretty much. You know, I I I was. Uh watching some video of uh ryan villapoto and he was with uh swap and they were doing some garage thing or whatever and uh he was talking about and it, and it was an old video and i hadn't seen it until this morning when i couldn't sleep at like five this morning and somehow I, i'm clicking on something and there it is but he uh he was talking about coming back out of retirement th- this spring to fill in for uh the number seven bike, and, and he was just like, it's no big deal. Give me six weeks, and I'm going to be up to speed. And I realized it's Ryan Villapoto, but what is he talking about? And it's like, I'm I'm stoked that Zach Osborne finished on the podium because he had an injury, you know? And it's like, it just takes so long to come back. I don't know how anybody could get to that point so quickly. And so, I, I mean, I totally understand that it, it takes a long time, but we really don't have any idea as fans, you know, we all, even us watching was a April fool's joke. (laughs) (laughs) It was an April fool's joke. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hadn't seen it and I was like, he's completely joking. I got to believe there's no chance that he's going to do that. Um, Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm a sucker because I just saw it. (laughs) And if it had come out on April 1st, I'd have known probably, but I didn't know. Um, so, so you as you come back from from injury, what's the process like for you? I mean, it's it's always different, different injuries and that kind of thing. But what it's what's the process been like for you? Um, it's just been it's just been different. Um, like mentally, physically, it's been it's been tough. Just you know, I was in a wheelchair for two months. I couldn't I couldn't ride my bicycle or do anything for four months, and I couldn't ride for six. So it was like you know, it was a huge, huge process of, you know, learning how to do a lot of things again. So, um, along with, you know, lining up and figuring out how to, how to go at a race pace again. And yeah, it's just, it's just different. Like it's just way different than any injury that I've ever had. And uh, I learned a lot in the whole process, but it's been uh it's been a struggle for sure. You, um, this year, this the season, the the tracks, that kind of thing. Any surprises for you? I mean, any anything that you're uh, 
maybe a little disappointed in and as far as the season I mean obviously you always want better results but anything outside of of the normal going racing that uh has been a little off off balance for you no I mean just like I said just coming into the season from a different point of view I think that's pretty much the only difference this year has just been um usually I kind of come in and I I like have I, you know I got a few notes to go over and and I'm pretty much ready to line up and do some damage um you know and be a podium guy every weekend and and you know make my team and my sponsors happy and all that stuff but this year I just came in and it was it was like I didn't know what to expect um so that it was all on me but I mean I wouldn't blame on the bike or the track or anything like that it was just uh like I said it's just a different point of view to come into the season at Talking with Cole Seeley from uh, California, as we're talking on the Honda, uh, the factory Honda team. Um, your teammate Ken Roxon, we talk about him a lot as he's come back from a, two major injuries and uh, kind of beaten the odds, I would say. Uh, you know, as far as uh, two two injuries that we thought would be most likely career-ending or 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 definitely set him back, he had a great result this weekend. Um, being his teammate, what's that like? You know him. There's a lot of tension swirling around him and that kind of thing. Um, do you, does that? Uh, do you dislike that? Do you like that? What's that like for you as as the guy that uh, obviously has a ton of fans too? Um, yeah. No, I mean, me and Kenny get along great. So I mean, um, you know, I definitely don't dislike that. It's it's always a you know a good thing to see your your buddy do good and and especially your teammates. So, I mean, um, you know, we both work harder at this thing. So if the team gets a win, then, uh, you know, just definitely, it's a good thing. So it's definitely not a negative thing. And, and, uh, yeah, we, we talk quite a bit. Um, you know, when I first had my injury, it was kind of talking to him, you know, every now and then about, uh, just, just being positive and staying, uh, keep my head on straight for the, uh, you know, the ultimate goal coming back. And, yeah, I mean, he had just been through it uh, pretty much a few weeks right before I got my injury. He That's when he had his, his second tough one. So it was uh, kind of cool to hear it from him. Awesome. Well, we um, we hope that uh, any rounds you're looking forward to more than others now that you're going to be back east some? Um, No, not really. I mean, yeah, like Colorado is one of my favorite tracks. So it was cool to go there last weekend and, uh, yeah, I don't know. That, there's a there's a few on the Red Buds is like one of my favorite tracks of all time. So I'm excited to go back there too. But yeah, they're all they're all fun tracks. What is that uh, you always like to say about that uh, particular track? I ain't doing it. Red Bud, I ain't doing Red it. Bud, uh, it's always good to talk to you, Cole, and uh, we surely appreciate your time. But more than anything, uh, you're one of those guys that uh, races out of the pits with a lot of confidence. And uh, you're a fan favorite out there, so keep up the good work. I'm I'm very um, impressed with uh, your ability to cross promote, though. And uh, we're going to play you out with your new theme song, if you would, Jack. And he's struggling mightily to push the button to make the music box <laughs> play. Hey, there it is. This is uh, Sublime with Rome's new. New single and new album that just dropped, by the way. So you can uh, check it out on a, v- a variety of different things. YouTube, Spotify, Pandora, 
or any of the radio stations in your area that are playing very cool music. How about that? This is where he drops the trophy, comes in, kisses his sweetheart in the video. Right? Mm-hmm. I've seen it, Cole. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Colts, good talking with you, brother. Uh, sponsor role, who you got? Oh, man. Uh, Factory Honda, Trolley Designs, Alpine Stars, 100%, uh, Health Aid. Uh, list goes on. I always forget forget someone, but uh, everyone's important in my corner. He is. Jack just uh, mentioned he thinks that uh, he just saw you on the screen. So. Jack just tuned into the show, apparently. <laughs> We've been talking about it for the last 14 minutes, Jack. Well, Leanne's been keeping him busy. And I see. So, yeah, yeah. She's taking care of him. Anyway, always good to talk to you, bud. Thanks for the time. We'll look forward to talking to you soon. The new release, uh, by the way, is uh, Light On by uh, Sublime with Rome. Look it up online, and uh, you can also look for them on YouTube and actually check out the video. I think you'll be suitably impressed. All right, stay tuned. More with our in-studio guest, Sheriff Kevin Schneider. Uh, you can look for him online as well. Look for him on Facebook. He's got a big golf tournament coming up. We'll talk to him about that. But uh, Tony wants to talk a little bit of what, what are we going to break down when we come back, Tony? You said you want to talk about a track or an event. Uh, when we come back, you wanted to oh the uh, just wanted to cover the GNCC the a little bit. Yeah, it was okay. Pretty pretty interesting what happened there. I think. All right, so GNCC conversation. When we return, you're listening to America's Motor Racing Talk Show, part of the uh, Evergreen Podcast System. Look for us online, evergreenpodcast.com. We'll uh, look forward to talking to you on the other side of the break. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. This is Davey Coombs, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's track, A-D-D-I-X.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA Closure System race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high high-quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 
This is 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF R3 Sport Bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. The point is good. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Like Swell Vodka on Facebook. Find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits. This is Chris Teeth McNeil. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. In it to win it. All right, uh, talk with Tony Wink in the studio here, as well as... uh, Sheriff Kevin Schneider, but um, you know we're going to talk uh, motorcycle safety here in in a in a uh, few minutes. But uh, let's go to Tony Wink. We're going to talk a mutter. Yeah, man, it's it just seems to to go. You know, Henry was talking about it on May twenty fifth down in uh, Kentucky. They had they had weather. Um, you know, the motocross series always has weather. It happens on a local level. We ha- it happens at our track almost every time. It seems like. Um, this past weekend we didn't, but man, it's uh, but it was flooded the week before. But uh, this week the the Mother Nature strikes at the Tomahawk, which is the round seven of the GNCC series, the off the America's Premier Off Road Series. To no surprise, Caleb Russell took another win in the XC One class. This is his fourth this year with that to fall in in tow but the the real shocker here I, I think or maybe not a shocker but just the most impressive thing is ben kelly who races in the xc2 class finished third overall from the second row he be he he made up over a minute on all of these racers uh with the exception of thad and caleb so where's it coming from he's just a bad kid i mean he's just really good and, and he's you know he's he definitely is going to be um you know, exciting to watch in the XC1 class, which I'm sure he's headed there after this year. So Caleb has full control of the XC1 class with an 18-point lead in front of Thad Duvall. And then Ben Kelly has won every single round in the XC2, and he now has a 70-point lead. That is... Caleb has a 70-point lead? No, no, Ben Kelly. Okay. Ben Kelly's won every single round okay, in the XC2. But, but uh, you know, there's... Caleb's won uh, four of the seven, and um, I'm pretty stoked for Thad Duvall too because he's, you know, that's a kid that we saw he was going to quit and he was fat and he was he was not happy and then turned himself around and right. and trimmed down and I wouldn't say he's fat but he wasn't in shape like he right and and we all you know there was a lot of us that um, within the Wiseco group of people that at my employer that you know we all we all knew Thad. Thaddeus Duvall was was uh, if if the right circumstances, if he was in the right situation with the right people behind him, we knew that he'd be a championship contender 
in uh, whatever he raced in, in motorcycles. So why is because one of his sponsors uh, at, to- at, at the at time the, at the time? Yeah. Okay. So it was. Um, yeah. So it is. It's really neat to see Thad come into his own and, and be you know and get some wins this year and and uh, the ones that Caleb didn't Thad did. So he's he's 18 points behind. Caleb has control. Caleb's won many championships. Yeah. He knows how to win championships. I would never bet against Caleb Russell in GNCC, but. I, it's that's why we have a long season. You know they're going to have a break here soon, and uh, Thad will will uh, be able to think about that and grind through the summer. And and you know I think really for the most part it's it's not always speed. It's it's race strategy, and that's what Caleb is absolutely the best at. In, speed, positioning, in strategy, equipment. When to push. Yeah. When to when to choke up and say, all right, I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to take a breather. I mean they talk about their heart rates are at like. 200 plus for three hours it's un it's amazing it's not even possible physically but they they're doing it my resting heart rate's 10 that's pretty low <laughs> um you might want to have that looked at <laughs> that's not good um what about you sheriff what's your resting heart rate any idea oh, i'd say about 75 but the, that resting heart rate at 10 sure lets you sleep a little when bit you longer, flip on it? lights and sirens does your does your you don't do that anymore. Does you don't you don't ride in a car? I mean, you're not. You yeah, know, I do just, very rarely, and you know they don't have that stuff on my desk anymore. So when they tell me I'm getting a new set of wheels, that means I got a new office chair. <laughs> you just cruise around. I mean, do you do you still enjoy the donuts, or is that a thing of the past that you've? Oh no, always got to enjoy the donuts. <laughs> But, I, but I've t- changed the name. They're not donuts. They're energy rings. <laughs> energy rings. you got to have I'm getting a those. ticket on the way out here for sure. <laughs> I know. It's already on your window. It's oh, stuck crap. The, yeah. Sorry about that. Where do you think he went? To get another cup of coffee? <laughs> All right. This portion of our program brought to you by our friends at WiseCo, WiseCo Performance Products. Look for them online or you, or you can look for them, of course, at a dealer near you. Look for them online at WiseCo.com. They've got a whole lot of product, man. I tell you what, if you need it, normally they've got it so if if the dealer doesn't carry wise go ask them to do so and uh, we appreciate their support and sponsorship over all these years also want to thank our friends at hicklin power sports yamaha cdu can and beta ktm and polaris all under one roof at hicklin power sports in grimes iowa can't make it in person well easy enough i know you're going to miss out on seeing the friendly staff but the website's pretty cool though too hicklin power sports Dot com. All right, so we warned you we're going to talk a bit about motorcycle safety. In the spring of the year, uh, especially in uh, cold terrain, uh, generally speaking, motorcycles are put away and you become a little less confident. Uh, or maybe you have the same confidence but not the same skill level as when you put the bike away. Would you say that's a fair estimation, Tony? Uh, I'm talking about street riding now. Okay? Yeah, I get it. I okay. don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I, you know, I drove in today in, in my car and, uh, I wimped out because they said it's supposed to rain right. and, I, and I was even telling Dylan, the guy that works with me, I said, uh, man, I wish I could, I want to ride a street bike in today, but you know, I was in the car and I'm, and I'm on, I'm on T35, the freeway and I'm coming in and it was like, it was all I could do to not get ran into from every direction. And on a motorcycle, you have street riding is dangerous yeah not and a lot I think of second more, chances right yeah. i mean when you're on a track whether it be motocross or they're all it's all dangerous but i mean street riding is really you know and and for whatever reason when people are on a harley a lot of them think they don't they shouldn't wear a helmet because they're on a harley and it well, doesn't been look sold correct a bill of goods because they think that the noise that the harley makes of the sound is going to be their safety factor and that's maybe contributing a little bit but there's a whole lot of the things to do right 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I wear a helmet. I didn't wear one today when I took some bikes home, but so I can't say I always wear a helmet. But uh, you know, I think it's really important, even for a Harley to to a guy to wear a helmet. And I think that's the biggest thing is just wear crash for the gra- the cr- dress for the crash, not the ride. And oh. uh, you know, and I don't wear you know we off air sheriff. We were talking about some you know high flow safety vests and crap like that. I don't wear none of that. And I'm not gonna. I but, wear I, I wear the safety jacket with the elbow pads. If I'm going if, in a long distance, and it's not a bad idea because no. you know I, I went down at 120 some, 130 some on a sport bike, in uh, at a track, and uh, just a low low side tucked the front end and skidded for a long ways, and it was so much fun. I mean, it was really <laughs> cool, and it was like, man, this is neat. And I was thinking that as I was doing, I'm like, I hope I didn't even think I was gonna get hurt. I was just like. This is so much fun, but if you're not dressed for that, obviously you're, you know, it's life changing. It's a bad, bad deal. So, um, well, Wiles was talking, uh, about the new leathers that are out with airbags in them. And, uh, I remember there was a couple bad get offs at VIR when we were there announcing there and those guys just slide forever. I mean, they're praying for the grass, right? But they got to get across the, the uh, cement or hard surface first to get to the grass, and then they slide all the way to the bales. So uh, Kevin Schneider, Polk County Sheriff Kevin Schneider, he wants your vote. Uh, Kevin, what are some of the things that um, you would advise, having seen, you know, I'm sure many accidents in your long and uh, illustrious career starting in 1981, um, what are some of the things you would advise riders to reacquaint themselves with or even for the first time perhaps address? Well, I have to agree with you both that the uh, proper gear is uh, is important. I always wear a helmet when I ride my bike and uh, try to wear leather. And sometimes I don't wear that high visibility uh, uh, shirt or jacket right. like, like we recommend. But uh, a lot of times in the summer, uh, we forget we don't want to dress for the uh, for the ride, just dress for the crash. But we want to uh, go out there and wear our t-shirts. And uh, I've seen shorts, flip flops, sandals. So it's kind of scary. Yeah, I've never, I've never done the flip flops or sandals. Um, sometimes no, no socks. But on my ride this weekend, uh, I was wearing shorts, and after an hour and fifteen minutes or so, I was regretting wearing shorts. Do <laughs> you have your thong on? Too, of course, I always wear a thong. Mm-hmm. Um, but starting you, to scare me. We're Scott. talking. <laughs> starting. It shouldn't You've be known him for how many years, and now you're surprised. Years. I'm, su- I'm surprised with you, yeah. not him. <laughs> But you, we were talking off air about this. Um, there's a lot of conversation out there right now on uh, online, internet, social, et cetera, about uh, people blowing grass clippings and or leaves into the street. And uh, when they get just a little bit of moisture on them, man, that gets slippery and slippery dangerous, right? That is correct. Yep, what sure about does. sand? I mean, sand at this time of year is very evident from, you know, we're recovering from winter still. Uh, not all the street sweepers have been going up and down every street. You'll come to an intersection, and there's a bunch of it. I, it's been more than one time I've stopped to help a guy pick up his bike because he dumped it in the sand. Front wheel washes out or the back wheel spins, and he loses control. Right. and my, Normally, we're uh, used to that 
this time of year, the streets being clean. Mm-hmm. But with all the heavy rains and everything, it seems to wash out more dirt and more sand back into the intersection that might have been clean last week. And you maybe go through the same thing. So you just got to be very careful and watching the road all the time. You know, I was a little nonplussed today. And Tony, you'll get a kick out of this because of your intimate relationship with law enforcement. Um, <laughs> I was pulling into uh, Mullets for a lunch meeting today with uh, um, uh, with Joe. And uh, it's interesting that I thought it was uh, the governor, but it was two SUVs full, and you know those wagon wheel type wheels that they have on law enforcement SUVs. Uh, they pulled in right behind me, and I thought, oh, was I going too fast? Did I not pay for my gas? What did I, how did I, no, they were just coming in for lunch, and they were all wearing sidearms. So on a motorcycle, is that, is that legal to wear a sidearm if you have a carry or a concealed carry? Yes, it is. You can still wear your uh, wear your sidearm. Kevin, are you, or excuse me, Tony, are you wearing your sidearm here in the studio? I don't have a sidearm. I don't think Tony's allowed to have one anymore. I'm not sure. <laughs> hey, I'm not a felon. Convicted. I'm not a convicted. I mean, yeah, I've committed as far as a few we know. felonies, but I don't carry a. I don't carry a gun. If I'm, I'm just not that guy. You're not. No, okay. not a. I'm a full believer in the Second Amendment, but I don't carry. Okay, Kevin, you uh, also volunteer for. Uh, uh, different community organizations. Is there a fa- favorite part of your job? I know that you were ecstatic, and many of us uh, that have been friends of yours for years were as well uh, when uh, appointed to the uh, uh, the position. But is there is there part of your job that's emerged now that you are sheriff that uh, you find just fascinating? Well, it's uh, nice to be able to do things for my staff, yeah. to make a difference in their work environment, maybe make a difference in their family life. Uh, so that's that's probably the best part of it is to to do that for my staff and then for the people of Polk County to be able to make a difference for those folks and help folks that really need some help. Now, um, recently I had an opportunity to visit your new office. It's the old jail. They gutted it and uh, re- remodeled the structure and put in all brand new courtrooms, uh, brand new seating in the hallways. It's just, it's absolutely gorgeous. But my wife was there sitting to see if she would become a, uh, a jurist, right? That is correct. And uh, she noticed uh, some buckets in the hallways where the roof is leaking. How's your uh, internal office there at the, at the facility? Is it uh, leak free? Well, my original office, which I was so nice to give to somebody else, yeah. uh, it uh, we have indoor pool there, and uh, so it's uh, no extra charge. Still under construction. How about and storage? Is there a lot of storage? A lot of storage there. <laughs> Long story about that. Amen. Hey, coming up, uh, hour number two of the program, John Ewart from Rope. Uh, uh, AMA Superbike Series, yeah. I just want to make sure I was right. Danny Eslick, yeah, the man himself, and Ryan Sipes. And more with uh, Polk County Sheriff Kevin Schneider. That's in the second hour. You've been listening to the first hour of uh, what we consider to be a rather remarkable show. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. We'll be back after the top of the hour. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires. 
starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four-strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new Slow Rebound Tacky Compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco Off-Road. Racers say when using a Tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Well, in some markets, you're hearing this program on Tuesday or Wednesday or maybe even Thursday. Uh, in the Des Moines market, believe it or not, you're hearing it on Sunday. So last night was first responder night at uh, with the Iowa Barnstormers, and uh, it's our opportunity to recognize our first responders. And one of the top first responders in the market, at least he leads a great team of first responders, is Polk County Sheriff Kevin Schneider, and we're awfully glad he's taken an opportunity to join us. Kevin, you ready for hour number two? I think I am. Okay. Uh, Ryan Sipes is going to be joining us. And, uh, Tony, I know he's one of your all-time faves. And then, of course, Danny Eslick, one of mine. Uh, he's won Daytona 200 four times. Uh, he's he's an amazing athlete, a tremendous champion. We'll be talking to him in about, ooh, in about 20, 25 minutes or so. Uh, but we'll start the hour with John Ewart. Uh, since Moto America took over the AMA Superbike Series in 2015, they've been, uh, well, they've had a pretty um, uh, open mic, as it were, on this very program. And there's a reason for that, because these folks know what they're doing. It's evident. Uh, you take a look at what uh, you know their audience and following is like, uh, and I'm, I'm suggesting that perhaps you folks probably already know this, but uh, they've been just amazing in their management. He joins us now. Does John Ewart? John, how are you? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. Yeah, I tell you what. Um, g- give us uh, point A being your first day to point B today. Um, give yourself a score, would you? Um, as far as not just you, but the overall AMA Superbike Series. Well, I got to tell you, um, you know, from when I sort of came into the ranks, and that was way back in 
2005, 2006, mm-hmm. where it all kind of was because I was with Kawasaki at the time doing supercross, motocross, and road race. And then uh, stepping away from that a little bit, you know, I was with Tommy and Roger and, and those guys. And and uh, on the road race side, James Stewart, Ryan Villapoto on the supercross side, you know, Michael Byrne, you know, Grant Langston. Those guys are awesome. Um, and then moving over to Road America in 2012, seeing it with the AMA side, and then also uh, the transition to Moto America when when that all occurred. And I, and I will say, uh, Wayne Rainey and his group has done a phenomenal job right. with turning things around. The television package is outstanding. Greg White and Jason Pridmore, those two are like a, an old married couple and they do a, <laughs> a wonderful job. I'm sure they'll enjoy hearing that. <laughs> well, we were actually joking about it in the in the press room uh, at the last event. So I was like, "You guys have such a chemistry," and he's like, "Oh yeah, we're like an old married couple. You can say that if you want." And I was like, "Okay, Greg, I will." I <laughs> um, but I love it. They're they're very entertaining. I think the the Moto America Live Plus uh, is a wonderful concept with the way everybody's streaming right now and cutting the cord, and they did a great job with bringing in uh, Michael Hill and, and also Robbie uh, to do that commentary. Those guys had excellent chemistry. We were lucky that we had, you know, really good weather to pull out the weekend. Road America is always guaranteed to probably have a, you know, a dismal day here and there. We had a little bit of rain, but it cleared off, and we had high 60s and sun, you know, on, on Sunday, and we had some incredible racing. Yeah, It was really fun uh, to see. Josh Heron pull off a win, Bobby Fong pull off a win, Jeff May coming out of retirement a little bit, sort of, I guess, and he pulled off a win on Saturday, had tears in his eyes, and uh, that's just really cool to see the diversity uh, with uh, Drake Beecham America and the way they're putting on the show. Drake Beecham having a, having a run, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely, and so many really cool up-and-comers, you know, in, in the, the Junior Cup and also uh, the the to win cup those guys are just it's really it's fun to watch moto america has turned it around so much it is really really fun to watch so um kudos to them hats off to wayne rainey and and the guys at crave and, and what they're doing there so this year we call it road america not rain america like we have so <laughs> many years we may not have said it on the show but it's because we didn't want it to stick but man it's just it's you guys are no stranger to uh running in the wet or at least dealing with that yeah, you know, and and it's interesting because Josh Hayes is doing a lot of consulting with teams. Uh, you know, I even saw um, a, a couple other guys out there that that have been around for years, and uh, they really care about the riders and, and what goes on. And it's, it was it was interesting because we had we had a race where you know they called it dry, but then it was still wet in a few areas. So before the race, guys got off the bikes, and you know they were like, "Should we go with wet tires, or should we just go ahead and run this?" And they're like, "No, no, no, hold on, let's." We want everybody to be in agreement. <laughs> so we kind of had a meeting, took a few minutes, and figured out what they wanted to do and raced. And, and it's good. It's good for the sport. Riders are more confident on the bikes. You know, so who vote, who votes color. on that? Do the riders, team managers, uh, uh, producers? Who, who's who's making that uh, you know that decision? I, I think it really helped a lot that everybody had knowledge of it, and they knew that hey, we're not hurting the television package if we do this right. We're actually probably going to create a better show. So I think it was a combination of everything. It was officials, it was team managers, it was riders. It was interesting to see, but at the same point in time, it really creates a great race. I so, would think uh, Thomas Stevens would have a voice, yeah? Yes, without question. 
Yeah. You know, absolutely. Race so, director Tom uh, Stevens. Yep, and, and, and those guys did a great, great job. And, and they're working with a very, very nimble and efficient crew, uh, which makes sense. There, there's some chemistry even behind the scenes that they get the job done. Hmm. So I say, you know, kudos to them and Moto America Live. And, uh, you know, I, I streamed it, I subscribed, and I think everybody should, to be perfectly honest. What's I think it cost? In the future. It's like a little over a thousand what? bucks. I think it's right at a thousand. <laughs> no, it's not. Per race. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be terrible it, it, if it was? Come on, sell it, John. Actually, What's it cost? <laughs> well, it's actually pretty affordable, and I got kind of a friend's package oh. sort of deal. So I so you don't know what it costs either for the regular common Joe. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna it's share a, that for the common it's Joe. It's like twenty nine ninety five or something uh, stupid like that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's affordable. It's affordable. Yeah. You know, if you look at like what NBA Live is doing, or even you know MLB or any of these other major sports, it's it's affordable, and I'd say it's worth it if you're into it. Absolutely, and you can watch it on any device. What do you so, think that does for live? There's been ah. some de- debate about whether or not people need to attend a live event if they can get it right there on their on their device, wherever they're at at a picnic or at home or or whatever. Do you do you think it grows the sport, or do you think at some point you need to uh, make the people hungry for for racing outside of their home where they actually can support? A facility such as Road America, I think it. I think it goes both ways. You know, back in the day, and I'm all for it. Back in the day, one of the reasons why we put in so many jumbo screens at Road America is because we wanted to improve the experience. There you go. We wanted to be people to be able to see what was going on on track from all the corners and and stay in, in one location if they wanted to, or move to another. But at the same point in time, it's about the experience. Amen. So we really understand that people will see it on Moto America Live and you know, and they will say, Hey, I gotta go see this live and in person and it's really how you put on the show. Mm-hmm. I think it's the way that you present the show, it's the way that you sell the show, it's the way that you showcase the experience and what all is there to see and do and feel and hear that you wanna still be there and be a part of it. And I say more power to them if you have the opportunity to be able to stream this on your phone or your tablet. And you can be sitting in a corner or a turn at your favorite track or even in your camper and be able to watch this or your campsite all the better because you'll be able you have your own monitor right in front of you. Let's be honest, not every road course in the United States has as many jumbo screens as as Road America. I'm, I'm biased, but at the same point in time, <laughs> you know, if you're at VIR or Mid Ohio or Barber or even Utah. That's a pretty cool feature to have. Well, I remember the first time I experienced that, John, was at, uh, was at Indy. And yeah. uh, my golly, um, you know, it was, it was kind of newish technology at the time, but it made it that much more enjoyable for me, for Tony. And uh, who's the fellow from uh, Slipknot, Tony, that was there? Mm. The drummer? Corey? Not, was it Corey? Well, one of the band members from... Maybe Sid Wilson? Sid, that was Sid's it. Sid's a DJ guy. Yeah, he had two canes. You remember, he'd fall he did. off the stage. He'd jumped off a stage for like 30 feet or something. They're crazy. Yeah. Well, Not to get completely off track. No, but but the reason I bring job. it up is because we were talking about um, how much more enjoyable it made it for the fans. And yes, you got to think big because anything is doable, right? Anything is doable if you throw enough money at it. And right now, I think we're seeing the end result of that, and that is a positive fan experience, more ticket sales, more purchases online, 
uh, or however you do get your your uh, you know individual racing uh, fix. Um, I, I got to tell you, it's a real positive experience for everybody, and and um, I don't know that I need to challenge you guys to continue because it seems like, you know, ever since the beginning when Rainy and the boys took over, uh, this thing has even the website. Your website is top drawer. Yes, that's 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 huge because that shows the respect that you guys have for those athletes out there, whether it's Matthew Schultz or or, or uh, Jake Lewis or Beach or Wyman or Anthony. It didn't matter, Jake. Let's talk a little bit about Cam Bouvier. Would you please, uh, you know, he had, uh, first of all, best time, uh, 213.29, uh, and he finished, uh, what, first, right? Yeah, he he uh, did, did very well and, and had a first there as well. And, uh, you know, these guys are, are – Starting to really get comfortable with themselves, yeah, boy, and and really understand the bikes as well as the weather conditions and the various tracks, and you know it's all really about uh, getting out there. And, and now that the weather's improving with the season and, and moving from track to track, and they're he's able to to really and and these guys are good sportsmen as well. I mm-hmm. mean, when you look at them alongside each other, you know um, there was a little bit of cutting up you know, with Tony and, and other guys, but at the same point in time, they understand each other. They understand, you know, where it's good to pass and they're, he's way more comfortable on the bike and it shows and, and rightfully good for him. And, uh, he had uh, some excellent runs and pulled off wins. So, uh, it's, it's really, I wouldn't say it's even a, even a toss up right now, but at the same point in time, nobody's really running away with a lot. Uh, it's, you know, Tony, well, I'd say Yamaha uh, is, uh, <laughs> seven yeah, of 13 or yamaha come on they're strong but at the same time you know you, you would think that tony Elias uh had a, a runaway win in superbike and then all of a sudden you know he folds it up on the last lap so um it's interesting uh to see these guys and uh they're putting on a great show they understand the sport right. they're doing their best to grow the sport and i'd say good for Kim. one thing that uh the crave group has has uh, moto america as they're doing business as um, have been uh, really uh, folk, vocal or, or, or really um, is that a dog? Sorry. Sounds like a dog. Yes, what kind of dog, dog you got? Matter of fact, well, it's actually a Sheba, but it's okay. <laughs> What's a Sheba? It's a small little dog. It's a impulse <laughs> buy for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, my wife just had her, uh, what do you call it when you you have allergies, right? She went to the allergy doctor, and and my wife is guilty because she's the one that collected the three dogs we have. Guess what she's allergic to? Dogs. Pretty smart. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's not as bad as Roger Hayden. I think uh, J.D. Beach mentioned that he had about uh, 12 cats. But, uh, yeah, just one dog. Gross. That's whatever you're doing. Gross. Radio, so. 12 cats. I do not. Ugh. Um. I was going to talk about track safety that the, uh, the Crave group has had, you know, they've, they've, uh, been a lot of riders have been, uh, pretty happy or pretty out. You know, they've, they've talked about how they're, they're really pleased with the Crave group. Have they come to you with any concerns over the years? And I know that they've been involved in, in almost a half a decade now, but, and, but you were there for that. Did, did they, is there any concerns or anything you guys have had to make? Uh, adjustments wise that uh you know to uh, accommodate those guys well uh not so much really you know 
Road America is one of the most improved tracks there is, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, we've been very, very careful with listening to them. If, if there's one thing I can say is there's more air fencing. There you go. And we're happy to make that happen. That's a John um, and Chris project from way back, right? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And, and kudos to them. And uh, with the way that the racing is nowadays and the bike setups and the, and the way that the riders are still aggressive, still assertive, but they also understand safety. You know, we have good run-out areas. Uh, there's plenty of gravel to run off into. I think we only had a, you know, a handful of spills over the course of the weekend, so we even noticed that from a safety standpoint, it's a much safer racing aspect. I think the riders are more confident on the bikes, knowing that they have the air fencing, knowing that they have runoff areas, knowing that they have gravel and grass. They're not pushing. It's hard to say if they're pushing harder or not they want to win but at the same point in time i think there's a lot more confidence when they know that there's elements out there that are going to keep them safer they're not in you know when you look when you talk to jason pridmore they're not slamming into a-frames or you know tent stakes that are holding up a sign or a sponsor or anything like that and i think across the board everybody's more aware of what's out there and paying more attention to what the riders deeds are because if you don't have riders and you don't have safe tracks and you don't have safe bikes, you don't have a sport. Did uh, any good crashes this weekend that we didn't see? <laughs> you know, uh, a couple spills in in qualifying and warm up, but you know, I, I felt bad for for Kyle with the Ducati. Uh, you know, he went off track, and, and that's a great bike. I hope these guys get it dialed in. But at the same point in time, you know, nothing earth shattering. Tony Elias got a little, you know, probably hurt his pride. More than the bike, so to speak, with his little spill, but it's just the way the ball bounces. Heron won uh, race two in the Superbike class. What are your thoughts on Heron? He's good. Uh, you know, I I have a lot of respect for him. He's he's kind of come into his own. He's uh, he he talked about in uh, the post race press conference that uh, he uh, you know kind of made a move that uh, was a little bit crazy. I think he even used the word stupid <laughs> but at the same point in time. He knew that if he didn't try that, you know, it w- he wouldn't win. And he did it, and he pulled it off, made a pass in an area that most people wouldn't make a pass at, in the carol- carousel on the outside. And, uh, you know, I think uh, when you have that kind of awareness and that visibility, and maybe he probably saw that the carousel did not have debris on the outside mm-hmm. or wetness or anything like that, and he took a chance. And he knew that he had the setup on the bike and enough grip from the Dunlops to be able to pull that off. And I'd say that's that's what makes a great racer. I don't think Josh so, likes wearing the number two plate. How about you? A little bit of that, uh-huh. absolutely. And, you know, and that's what makes a great racer as well. When you have that drive and determination where you pull the helmet down and, and you want to eventually get that number one plate uh, without question. I don't think Cam's yeah. going to, you know, relieve himself of that plate. Uh I mean, he's racing lights out right now. And Gerloff, uh, you've got two uh, guys that uh, had an outstanding weekend and teammates at that, but uh, there's a whole lot of difference between number one and number 31. Yeah, absolutely, without question. Mm-hmm. So, And uh, I'd say good for them, and we really got to see how the, the season unfolds. It's really weather, bike setup, rider health, uh, a lot of things. So, you know, you look at the days of, uh, well, a lot of guys used to run away with it and be a great train from Aladdin and, and all those guys back in the day and Spees. Uh, it's really about who has the best program, uh, who 
manages their their time and their health best and uh, does smart decisions on track and then end up with the championship. Well, we're up against the clock, but I have this promotional idea for you. Sheriff uh, Kevin Schneider's in studio, and uh, he, as much as running for um, re-election here in this in the uh, uh, state of Iowa in Polk County, our 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 home that that Des Moines, Iowa, is in our broadcast studios. Um, what do what do you say we invite him to the next round and we'll uh, let him uh, pop off a couple? Uh, we'll we'll let him do the starting gun, but also a couple parade laps. What do you think? I think some parade laps and probably some shots on the t-shirt cannon would be great as well. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that on the t-shirt cannon. Yeah, of course. He he's well, pretty selective as well. Yeah, as a first responder as well, I just want to say thank you for your service. I'm a firefighter in Kohler, Wisconsin. Been doing that for many, many years. And, uh, That's cool. I've uh, been a firefighter for about 13 years, so um, can't say enough for our first responders and what you guys are doing out there. Equipment, equipment, equipment. Whether it's firefighting or racing, it doesn't matter. Equipment means everything. That's so, right. Johnny, it's always good to talk to you. Give them the website. RoadAmerica.com. RoadAmerica.com. More on the other side of the break. Thanks to Johnny Ewart for joining us. Uh, coming up, Ryan Sipes and Danny Eslick. They'll be joining us uh, on air for your pleasure. Uh, we appreciate their attendance. We appreciate your attention. This program brought to you in part by Fly Racing. Check out their new, speaking of uh, light gear, inappropriate gear for safety, their new light hydrogen line was the first truly lightweight racewear to the market and the original gear line to define the minimalist lightweight category. But when you're first, you have to stay on the gas. And nobody knows that better than Tony Wink. He stays on the gas 24-7. Nobody works harder than that guy to put on quality races. Well, Fly helps every step of the way. This revolutionary waste adjustment is called the BOA system. And it's uh, on-the-fly micro-adjustability with a truly dialed-in fit. A simple turn of the dial delivers unparalleled performance, comfort, and convenience. Visit flyracing.com for more details. This is Geraldo Ferracci, and uh, we're on PFAT Radio. And thank you for listening. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do-all vrm 340 a heavy duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days.
It's a fact. The best you've ridden is the best you know. Until you've ridden Racetech suspension, you haven't experienced the best suspension possible. Racetech is the science of suspension for ATV and UTVs, motocross, freestyle, and stunning, off-road, supermoto, road race, sport bikes, cruisers, touring, and vintage bikes, as well as adventure riding. With gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our G3S Custom Series shocks, you too can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to Take their fun off-road more than on. There's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the Daly on family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The Daly Ons will offer you one-on-one -on -one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans and make your dreams a reality. Call the Daly Ons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack Daly on Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hi, this is Chris Carr, multi-year uh, flat track racer, former World Land Speed record holder. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, and uh, Sheriff Kevin Snyder is in the house, a friend of mine, for 53 years. We used to go over to his house on Saturdays at noon and watch pro wrestling on the black and white TV. You remember that? I remember that. And years later, I get to know all those guys I watch. Well, at least the ones that are still alive. I think the only one that is still alive is handsome Harley Race. Right. And he's barely hanging on. <laughs> yeah, I remember the days of Rufus R. Jones and oh, yeah. Bulldog Bob Brown. Yeah. I remember going down to Vets Auditorium. There are little old ladies urging each uh, one of the wrestlers to rip off the other arm and hit him over the head with it. <laughs> they get a little bit involved, don't but they? They would get involved. They would stick pins in them, hat pins and stuff like that. And then the, then there came the battery throwing times. And I asked Kurt Henning once, I said, what's your favorite uh, or least favorite battery? He said, well, that'd be the 9-volt. I said, why is that? He said, it has corners. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Kevin's running for election. I want to make sure we're clear on this. Not re-election, election, because uh, his predecessor retired, and they uh, appointed Kevin. Was it a surprise for you? Uh, well, it's always a surprise when you're dealing with government. Yeah. 
But uh, was that the Polk County Board of Supervisors was in, involved in that or what? Right, the board uh, is who appointed me, and uh, you know it's a tough position uh, for the board members. One of the outgoing board members wanted to be involved, and one of the new incoming board members wanted to be involved. Well, obviously that can't happen on the same day, so right. so it was a little up in the air. And uh, so when the finally decision was made, it was a little bit of a surprise. You know the the amount of work that goes into uh, when dignitaries visit the higher up the more involved but uh, you guys have to work together with all uh, departments to make sure and then of course washington dc etc if it's a uh, trump or pence or whoever uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of involvement that uh, a lot of meetings i would imagine a lot of meetings a lot of uh, man hour commitments a lot of folks that uh, work overtime to uh, provide the security details they need for these dignitaries i was amazed when in uh, aspen colorado I was made to wait downtown for about three and a half hours for Bill Clinton to drive through. And then they had a big squawk about that because the city has to pay those man hours for the additional protection and traffic control and all that. I don't know that it's always something that I'd look forward to. I mean, the city of New York is right now just hating it that whenever Trump comes back to to New York City, it costs them millions of dollars. Costs billions of dollars, and it certainly interrupts uh, people's everyday life and Amen. Their normal flow. Well, it's good to have you in, Kev. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, joining the conversation as you will. This portion of the program brought to you by our very good friends at Hicklin Power Sports. Look for them online at hicklinpowersports.com. Out of Grimes, Iowa, full line Yamaha, Sea-Doo, Can-Am, Beta, KTM, and Polaris. Next up, Tony, you get the. Uh, you get the opportunity and the honor of introducing our next guest. Okay, well, through turn seven of Road America this past weekend, we were just talking to John from there. Uh, this man kept it pinned on the rev limiter versus breaking well into the braking zone. He is uh, the man that we love to interview, Danny Eslick. He joins us now. Danny, what's up? How are you? Not much. How you guys doing? Good. What's, what's the uh, it's a turn seven there? Talk about that. You... Uh, Outside of turn seven, you, you keep the bike pinned on the rev limiter in, in uh, versus braking. Uh, We're not talking politics anymore, are we? <laughs> not me. I never will. I never will talk <laughs> politics on this show unless provoked. And it and it's I typically tune it out. And uh, turn seven. I think we may be talking about turn eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Down towards the Johnsonville Bridge, where the brats are made. Man, they smell uh, good, don't they? I, I mean, it, it's a matter of a short shift or run on the rev a little a little bit. And Jason Farrell built an awesome motor. That's his bike I was riding, the Kawasaki 636. So, thing was solid all weekend long. And it's a matter of having to do a little short shift or run on the limiter for a few minutes. <laughs> what did Jason? I mean, he's a he's a pretty accomplished rider himself. Um, did, did that help with setup or, or an advice on riding the Kawasaki? I mean, we didn't we didn't really make any changes, very little changes, minimal to the bike because he's rode that bike at Road America for you know the last several years. Uh, you know, it's a bit older model that we were racing this weekend on the six thirty six and K takes suspension, which I heard in your guys' advertisement there while I was waiting to come on air. So, you know, the K takes suspension was working pretty good, but. I mean, it's just a matter of, uh, I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a little bit in the limiter, but, and sometimes I did shift, but it's easier to not have to do the extra shift and back shift. I mean, you think about it, every lap doing two extra shifts, that's a lot of extra shifting. <laughs> so it's just a lot of work, isn't it? To, yeah. I to mean, shift that motorcycle. So much. 
I mean, you got to click it down and then back up. It's oh, a big deal. Yeah, you got to yeah. plan for that. Well, Jay- Jason, he's different. He's like Matt Malad, and he he ran street bike shift. I run the GP stuff, so a little different. Is it more fun for you? What the the, the GP or what you run? I mean, yeah. I mean, the GP shift is uh, for me is easier. I mean. I grew up racing flat track, so I know how to shift regular like a dirt bike does. And GP shift, for people that don't know, is where you stomp on the shift. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's, it's just what I'm accustomed to. I can get on any motorcycle there is, and if it shifts this way or that way, I'll figure it out. Man, how do you do that? How do you switch your brain over? Because I've done both on track days, and uh, it's, a, it's sometimes, every once in a while you're um, – you go, to, you go to break and you're like, oh crap, I just shifted up. Or you go to shift up and, you, and you're like, oh, I almost blew up my engine. Yeah, uh, or somebody else's. Or, or, run, or get ran into from somebody behind me. You know right, what I mean? Right. No, it's just, I don't know. It's, uh, after you ride it around, it's just your brain is just kind of programmed into it, I guess, for me anyways. So it's, I don't know. It, it, that was one of the big deals. Uh, whenever me and Jason first got this deal going, which was like two weeks ago. Wow. He goes, well, I run street shift. We're going to switch that over. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I could figure it out again. You know, it's just a matter of doing it. I rode a lot of Jason Pridmore star schools um, and would jump on his class bikes, which were regular street shift, you know, street pattern, you know, one down and five up or whatever. And so you had to get used to it pretty quick either way. And then you jump on his two up bike or I would jump on his two up bike and it would be GP shift because that's what he raced with. So, he was more comfortable with. So it's just a matter of just, I don't know, as soon as you get on it, you know kind of that that's what the deal is. It's not a big deal to switch on the on the cow. It's just a linkage, right? Yeah, I don't know. I just twist the throttle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Honesty right there. Road America, is uh, is it, it – do people party down a little bit more of the fans at Road America than other racetracks, or is that just my crew? Well, that's, I mean, it's not like Brandon where they used to dig a hole. Right. (laughs) And it used to be, it used to be a lot cooler when there was, I mean, the fans that were there are obviously awesome. And it is Wisconsin. Better when they, when they had it behind, they had like their own little, basically jail cell behind the the tower (laughs) where they let everybody just get wild, have bonfires and jump scooters over fire pits and pulling people around on car hoods and stuff like that but back when it was your uh, road america road america is one of my personal favorites back when they burned furniture and that sort of thing and it was encouraged <laughs> yes absolutely yeah why take it home when you can burn it here <laughs> that's what well, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think i think the people back in the day just used to go around on the on dumpster day and just get the couches or by the curb and take it to road america and then burn it down <laughs> Man, some of those couches smell terrible, though. <laughs> we're talking with Danny Eslick. Uh, Danny is uh, you were you your quest to become the third five time champ of the Daytona 200 ended early. We spoke to you about that. Um, so this year, are you are you gonna are you gonna do any more Moto America rounds? If so, any any changes you're gonna do to the bike or, or anything like that, and then. Next year, I know we're going racing in Daytona, right? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the first off is it's very up in the air with the Moto America thing. Uh, Jason Farrell and and uh, Barkon, Damian Jigloff's sponsor, 
kind of came out of their pocket to fund my deal for Road America, and it was very last minute, like I said. I mean, two weeks ago, I called Jason. I just kind of had a little whim. I was like, Jason usually rides Road America. Can I, you know, maybe call him and see if he's racing? He said he's not racing. He's got to be crew chief for Jigalov. And I said, well, what do you think about me riding your bikes? And he goes, I think that's a good idea. So that whole deal came about, and wow. there's a possibility. There's a possibility of riding New Jersey and Pittsburgh and possibly Barber, but it's uh, we got to have a little help along the way to make that happen. I mean, as everybody knows, racing is expensive, but on the Daytona side of it, uh, some other people that come and help me uh, for Daytona were at the race this weekend because everybody loves Road America, and they were there, and Michelle from TOBC Racing. And her husband, Miles, were there. So we kind of had a little powwow, and things are in the works for Daytona already. And awesome. That's also another one that is uh, in need of funding, but we're looking to do something big at Daytona, and it's in the works. And, I mean, I don't know. The bike broke this year like 10 laps into the race, and I was pissed off for a few minutes, and then I kind of chuckled, and I was like, you know what? I've got more wins than everybody in the race, so I kind of laughed it off and – you know, you can't win them all. You know, I'm going to ask you your opinion on uh, something that I think is pretty cool, and that is uh, what Melissa Paris has done, uh, team owner of MP3, uh, MP13 Racing. But uh, her and her husband, Josh Hayes, as you well know, uh, not only secured last-minute financial support to be able to compete at uh, the championship round at Road America, but they did so and, and did well. I, I, I admire that. What, <clears throat> what are the thoughts in the well, pit? Well, he's older than me, and he did better than me, and his wife's hot. <laughs> <laughs> we, we tease him about that every time he's on, and when she's on, we're all shy. <laughs> hey, if it was a video feed, you'd see the octopus. I'd be doing it right now, but you guys can't see it. If anybody knows what the octopus is, she showed me what it is on the microphone one year. And accidentally, we were on live, um, like, GoPro feed from Barber, and we got in trouble. Josh scolded us both. <laughs> well, huh. uh, let's not uh, repeat that here on uh, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Um, <laughs> we... we, we We've been on the air for 16 years. We'd like to stay on for another couple. I don't even know what it is, but I don't. Well, no, no, he'll tell you off air. Okay, I've seen. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you didn't run your signature number 69 at Road America, which obviously Hayden Gillum runs at. Uh, instead, you ran a 34. So, did you have to pay your buddy Michael Barnes royalties on that number? Oh no, that Moto America wouldn't let Michael Barnes run his signature 34 number because. They have to be a three-digit number or something in that twin class, and they wouldn't let me run a three-digit number. So I'd have been like, you know, two sixty-nine or four sixty-nine or whatever number. But yeah, they wouldn't let me do that. So the only cool number that was available was my buddy Michael Barnes's number. So absolutely, run thirty-four for Barney. There is a, a lot of politics um, that are behind the scenes. Most fans don't know about and one of them is the assignation of, of of numbers whether they've earned the number or they're assigned a number for what purpose what reason but um, right. I, I find it somewhat challenging but there's uh, yeah. powers that be that know a lot more than i do that uh, are yeah, involved in that it, it's difficult same with flat track too you know the flat track used to be like my number would be 69g in flat track well now they make three digit numbers and Hell, this ain't motocross. It's a lot easier to figure out because the districts the districts are figured out by the letters, 
and they have been since like the 60s or 70s or way before my time. So I don't know. They're just trying to keep up with the times and make it like motocross or something. I don't know. Well, I got to believe you're uh, overall pretty happy uh, with yourself, but uh, we surely want to see you. By the way, we we were all firmly in your corner for Daytona. Okay, we really well. Re- thank you. We really wanted to see you win that thing again, and nobody I'll, does I'll it with greater class. Hats off to Kyle Wyman and his crew for going and kicking ass. Yep. Well, Wyman's I mean, talented, dude. I, I mean, let's face it. Right, Kyle Wyman, Kyle Wyman went and did the deal. Him and his dad Bob and and the rest of his crew. I hats off to them for going and and doing the doing the job. Like after I took my gear off and I got done being mad, you know myself. <laughs> the rest of it, like him going and winning, that hats off to him. Well, hats off to you, buddy boy. And that's always cool when you see somebody classy like you that recognizes friends and foes alike. And uh, and that's what it is. Competition is one thing, but uh, there's there's no room for hatred or or uh, you know getting any kind of paybacks or anything. You know, I think we all got to get old sometime. So anyway, I got great hairs. I had to shave my face before this weekend because I was riding the kids' class. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, do us a favor. Reel off the sponsors you want to recognize, personal and otherwise. I mean, Jason Farrell this weekend. Big kudos to him. Uh, Barkon Construction. Arai Helmets, Alpine Star Boots, RS Taiichi Leathers. Uh, you guys for having me on the show. I appreciate it. What do you think of the new helmet that I've seen? And, and this is kind of controversial, but it's got a heads-up uh, display on the visor so you can see what's behind you, and, and obviously you can see what's in front of you. But uh, it's also Bluetooth compatible, so you can take calls. While you're racing, you can Uh-oh. see who's I mean, coming up behind. There's, and there's, there's probably one guy that needs that that rear view camera. It's Sam Verderico on the superbike class. Oh, oh wow, wow. That's like your uh, your top drawer for us, buddy boy. <laughs> hey, next time you're driving through Des Moines, dude, stop. We'll buy you dinner and have you in the studio. All right. Promise. You got it. Thanks, Danny. Danny Eslick on the program. Thanks, Danny. You head to the pits there. Ryan Sipes waiting in the wings uh, to do the program. In studio, Sheriff Kevin Schneider is running for election. Uh, and, and when's the actual election, Kev? Is it uh, is it September or November? When, it, when, when are you up for that? We have till 2020, so same as presidential. Wow. Really? Correct. Would you be on the same ballot as... Uh, People running for president, all 35 of them, or however many people are running for president? I believe I would. Wow. Well, I think they might narrow it down by then, Scott. You think so? <laughs> well, well Scott's made- a little slow. It takes him about an hour and a half to watch a 60-minute show, so we, we work with him. Well, that's why they make uh, tape machines. So, anyway, be kind. Rewind, folks. We'll be back after this. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Dean Wilson, number 15. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike 
For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more and on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Time out. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. Hey, this is Mike Lafferty, eight-time National Enduro Champion, and you're listening to Fit Pass Radio. All right, here we go. Uh, the balance of the hours. we head to the top of it. This is our number two of the program, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. How refreshing is the interview with Danny Eslick. I mean, Tony, we've had him on, I don't know how many times over the years, but uh, he, he... Three. Is it a total of three times? But he's so funny. Closer to 30, but yeah. Yeah, it's just very funny cat. Uh, but his performance speaks uh, speaks volumes. Uh, also in studio, uh, Sheriff Kevin Schneider. You can go to his website, make a, a direct donation. He's got a golf tournament coming up. When is that, Kev? Could be September. In September, Okay. Last golf outing, I've heard that you had to turn people away. We did. We had a lot of uh, golfers that wanted to play, had a lot of fun, and uh, so we had to turn them away, unfortunately. But uh, hopefully... was, it, was it a shotgun start? It was. Was there literally a shotgun? There was not. There wasn't. <laughs> is that legal or illegal? What golf courses are you, you guys planning on playing? Uh, we have Terrace Hills reserved out in Altoona. Okay, very cool. Well, we wish you all the best in that regard. Go to uh, You can go to PolkCountyIowa.gov to see Kevin's background. He's been a lifelong resident of Des Moines. Uh, he actually worked for my father for a number of years. He just accompanied my dad to Washington, D.C. on the honor flight. How cool was that? That was uh, awesome. I'll tell you, there's no words that describe it. It was great to uh, be able to pay back for a little bit for all the things your dad did for me when I was young mm. and uh, gave me the job there pumping gas and washing windows back in the day. Yeah. I give folks an idea how old I am. <laughs> uh, but it was it was a thrill, and it was a thrill to spend time with those other veterans. And uh, I guess it's a sign that I'm getting a little bit older because I knew some of those veterans that, that uh, I might snow ski with or ride motorcycles with. and. Right. Uh, 
it was kind of nice to see those guys as well. Now, what 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 do you ride again? I ride a uh, Harley Ultra Limited. Okay, what year? Like that? Sounds about like that's when he downshifts. I have one of those bikes, so I can't make fun. Well, our our next guest, I don't know if he has a Harley or not. Let's go to line. 12, Jack, and let's bring up Ryan Sipes. Ryan, how are you? Hey, doing good, guys. How y'all? Good, man. Do you have a street bike? I do. Um, it was a 2001 Harley Sportster. Um, it's now, uh, doesn't look anything like it. I had uh, the guys over at Hugo Moto um, turn it into a scrambler. So it's got like <laughs> three times the suspension now and off-road tires. I remember that bike. Chain drive and yeah, it's it's pretty fun, man. You can you can ride it on the road. I've put like 800 miles on the road miles on it, but you can take it into trails too. It's pretty fun. Ryan, you uh, you just got back from I assume you're home from yeah. Fine. Holy cow, dude! What were you thinking? <laughs> Tell us about uh, what you did over the week this past week. Yeah. Um, it was kind of crazy, man. Like we, with Red Bull, I signed on with Red Bull this year and I did a schedule last year that was kind of just out of the ordinary. Like nobody really does it. I just bounced around. I didn't do a full series. I just kind of did a bunch of different stuff. Motor, motocross, um, sprint enduro, um, GNCC, all kinds of different stuff. And then so Red Bull came along. They said, we, we love your idea. We think this is awesome. We want to to help you and expand upon it. So uh, when we were making the schedule for this year, they're like, well, we need to do Supercross. And that was a little scary to jump back into that after six years being gone. But, but also they said we have to do Hard Enduro because their idea is let's make, let's see who's the best all-around rider in the world. Um or that's kind of the, the, the way they're pushing this schedule. So they said, we have to include hard neuro. And <laughs> when they said, you know, we have to do it, they said, well, we might as well do Erzberg because that's the biggest, baddest one of them all. That's the most well-known, the hardest one, all that. And I'm over here going, guys, I'm not going to be good at it. Like, I promise you, it's that's not my specialty. <laughs> you know, like, don't expect me to go win or even finish. And they're like, no, that's that's part of it. Like, you know, take a guy that's never done anything like that and put him over there, and it's going to be really hard. And it was, man. It was, it was super tough. Like I, I've never, um, and I put this on on my post on social media. Like I've never questioned my my ability on a motorcycle as much. Like you go to a Supercross. I remember my first year in Supercross going to Walker Track, and it's like I didn't think <clears throat> back then it would be like <clears throat> I'm going. No, we're not going to triple this, and then. Second lap of practice, everybody's tripling it. Well, this was kind of like that, but in a way different way. We go there, and these hills are, I mean, almost vertical. And they look, they just look impossible. And the rocks are huge and mm. big holes everywhere. And I'm going, we're not making this. Or I'm not making it. And But everybody made it. Like, well, 16 guys finished it. So, And I got two-thirds of the way. You know, I think I did okay for, for never doing anything like it, but... Yeah, it was just something totally different, and I was uh, <clears throat> I was blown away by by how difficult it was, and and then the skill level of the guys who actually finished it because they're they're uh, amazing, amazing riders. How many hours did it take to do two thirds of it? <clears throat> well, so there's a four hour time limit. So if you and then basically they go by if you don't 
get to the finish line, they go by how many checkpoints you made. And there's 27 checkpoints. I made 18 of them. Um, so I got through the 18th checkpoint. There was a super gnarly hill right before, and I was cramping and everything. I had to take like a two-minute break and get some electrolytes and all this stuff. And then I made it, made up the hill, made the checkpoint, and then I uh, was halfway through the next rock garden and uh, probably five minutes from the infamous Carl's Diner. And uh, then it timed out four hours, and the big horn blows, and then you're done. And I was, I was not, <laughs> I was ready for the horn to blow. I wasn't trying to keep going. <laughs> you were done. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I was. I wasn't gonna quit before the time was over because that would be, I mean, that's just not the way I do things. But I was ready for it to be over, no doubt. So I'll tell you this: as a, in I think we're friends. You know, we we communicate here and there and whatever. When I see it, it's, it's excited. something from me, but yeah. It's Whatever, <laughs> dude. What? I'm just, I'm just kidding. Whatever. <laughs> Come on, I'm just kidding. He was waiting the entire interview for that uh, uh-huh. opportunity to say that. <laughs> He's a very patient man. By the way, I do. There's a few things I could use. Uh, if well, I'll talk after the after the show, <laughs> yeah. I need a little help with something. But no, um, but I, but just the thing, you know. And I, and I told you this. It was. It's one of my most favorite stories of the year your flat track, your off-road, your supercross, and then you go out and you don't embarrass yourself in any of it. And it's like, you know, it's it's really fun. And and you got to be, you know, you think about the grind when you were doing supercross and you were out there trying to win a title and that kind of thing. And now it's like, you know, one week you're hanging out with your buddy Travis Pastrana and the next week you're doing this. And you, you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's, it's, for me as a fan and i enjoy doing all kinds of different racing and riding and stuff for me that's the most fun to watch but um the erzberg thing you know i i I could see myself doing the daytona tt not that i do well but i could see myself like signing up for that i could see myself racing the gncc i did the same day you did in florida actually i could Mm -hmm. I, i couldn't see myself racing the supercross because i'm i'm not at that skill level but but i get it you know like i i but the Erzberg thing to me is completely, I mean, and I, my heart's into off-road more than, way more than it is into motocross these days. Well, what's scary about it for you? Uh, Erzberg. The, the, the rocks are the size of my van. Okay. And I don't know how you'd get over them and there's not one, but like a million of them in one section and, and, uh, just the speeds that they go to get to that stuff. I don't know. I mean, Ryan could answer that a lot lot better than i could it, it's it's erzberg it's the most famous hard enduro in the world unique challenges await each and every rider yes ryan talk it's crazy talk, man. talk like, a little I, bit about i that. can't yeah like well you've i mean obviously to get ready for it um i i rode the hardest stuff that i have or at least the hardest things that i thought i could make so I didn't go after the hills that looked impossible. Um, I went, yeah, I went over the rocks and the hills that I was like, this is going to be hard, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> and then I go there and it changed my mind forever on what's possible on a dirt bike. Um, because when I'm walking this track, I'm, I've watched um, a ton of the GoPro videos and the, the highlight videos and stuff from, from, the years passed because that's all I had to go on, you know, per, to prepare for the thing. Like I wanted to know what I'm up against. So I'm watching all these things. Uh, it's like on video, you're like, 
it looks tough, but <laughs> yeah, I, I can do that. Like if they can do it, I can do it. Right. And then you get there and you're like, no, I, I, I can't do this. <laughs> like, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I'm not going to make that. Wow. And yeah, it, it was, it blew my mind. It was five times bigger and harder looking in person than it was on video. That's the thing about like videos and, and photos and all that is like, we all look at them nonstop on social media, but in person it's that much bigger and badder, you know? And, uh, so I've, you know, I'm going, I've, I was probably more nervous for that race than I've been in 20 years. Wow. Just because I'm like, I don't know if I can even get past the first part. <laughs> like this is gnarly. And then, you get there, and, and I made it through a lot of the stuff that I didn't think I would. Um, but, again, it's like, <clears throat> um, you know, you never know till you try it, I guess. I'd never tried anything like that. And so that's why, I like, now I have things on my property here and Dad's property that I've probably never tried right. because I thought it was impossible, but it's not. You can do it. Mind you over matter. How. Like, yeah. yeah, you have to, like, acquire that skill to figure out how to get the traction and, and all that. And that's what I'm lacking um, as far as, like, the, the Erzberg things go. Is like, I don't have that trial skill and that skill of, like, figuring out where how to get the traction when there's basically none. None. Um, yeah, it was just, it was it blew my mind. Um, walking it and then riding it and, and you know, making, the, making it through to four hours and where I did. Like, I'm not... I'm not ashamed of where I made it. Like I, I know people in the past, like American riders have made it way further than I have. Cody Webb's finished second, almost won it. Taylor Robert finished it. Colton Haker finished it, but I'm not ashamed of where I finished because I've never done anything like that. Like not even close, you know, Ryan, we're, it was crazy. Sadly, we're out of time, but I, I, do you ever, uh, and I hope you can answer this before we go, but do you ever like see yourself putting on a race you know, if you got stuff that's pretty gnarly at your dad's farm or your place, whatever, does it kind of give you like, man, I'd like to lay out a course that's super technical and really and do a hard enduro here in the United States and put my name on it as my signature race. You add all the connections, you know, for sponsors to make something like cool like that happen. Does that does that interest you at all? Man, if I put it on a race, it would be a grass track race because I have I have the best grass track <laughs> in the country, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Red Bud's got a pretty good one here. Yeah, your no, dad did. He called it his backyard. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. I'm talking about a hayfield, no jumps, a full-on grass track. It would be sick. A cow grass. Sipes, always yeah. good to talk to you, buddy. Thank you so much. Uh, literally up against the clock. Appreciate you joining us, bud. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon, Ryan Sipes, uh, Danny Eslick, John Ewart. Uh, Henry Wiles, Cole Seeley, our guest. A music supplied by Sublime with Rome. The new song just dropped, Light On. In the studio, it's been a pleasure having uh, our sheriff of Polk County, Kevin Schneider. You have no idea how proud I am of you. Well, I appreciate that, Scott. And we've been friends for about 53 years, I think yeah. we figured out tonight. So uh, it, uh, we got a lot of good memories. We do. Thanks, buddy. You bet. Be safe, okay? All right, for each and every one of us, uh, we appreciate you listening. For Tony Wink at Clint Camp and P.J. Duran, Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy, Jack and Leanne DeLeon, this has been another exciting edition of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly on the Evergreen Podcast System. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. <clears throat> Are you listening to me?
Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast. <laughs> 